Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Serious Issues, a comic book podcast hosted by two other greats. My name is Andrew Levins. My name is Siobhan Coombs. And we are the greats. Yep, um, and, that's how uh, I describe myself. Every single Every time day. I walk through a door, yep. Uh, we're going to be reviewing a bunch of comics for you. Um, this is uh, Siobhan and I's first time seeing each other over Zoom in about a month. Um, I know, it's been a minute, huh? Yeah, but thanks but so much. it also feels like no time. Sorry. <laughs> uh, time is dumb. It doesn't exist in 2020. It's just this weird thing. Yep. Yeah. It's but bizarre. yes, thanks to, thanks to, was it Jake and Rebecca? Yep. Jake and Rebecca holding down the fort. We did a, uh, all Some of the greats. X-Men. All, no, wait, what do we do? All, whatever the event, I can't remember what the event was called. What was it called? Empire. Swords? Oh, Empire. We're, oh, we're going to do that this right. week. So we did uh, uh, yeah, Empire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so last week, Siobhan, having not read any superhero comics for about half a year, I read all of Empire and all of its spin-offs. <laughs> Why is that is not a good reintroduction to superhero comics? I mean, there was, it was good? some Sure. <laughs> <laughs> there was some uh, there was some good good uh good 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 tie-ins. Uh the X-Men Billy tie-in. and Teddy got married or whatever. Yeah, that was great. That's what it should have been true? called. Billy yeah. and Teddy get married or whatever, the event. Uh, cuz all of the I whatever all of the whatever was was whatever exactly, but the Billy and Teddy stuff was really good, and the X Men tie in M- for Empire was excellent. Um, oh, good! So we, we finished that. We went through oh, all was. of our. I read bits of that. Sorry. Yeah, it was super yes, fun. That was good. But we went through all of our, um, like you know, favorite and least favorite Marvel events throughout time, um, which I'm uh-huh. sure. Do you want to quickly weigh in on that at all? Um, my favorite Marvel event is probably uh, the Hickman one. What is it? Yeah. Secret Wars. Um, Secret Wars. Secret there Wars. we go. Thanks, Nate. Yep. <laughs> we the did Secret Wars. The worst one is probably um, Civil War 2. Yeah. Cool. It's exactly the same thing I said. So, well done. <laughs> you would have brought nothing new to the discussion. Excellent. Uh, it's so funny. We're all such Hickman dorks, huh? He's good, though, man. What do you want? For me to pretend he's not good? Um, I mean, well, that well, might make better podcasts. There's going, to be none, there's going to be none of that on this episode because uh, yeah. after after we did all of Empire and the event stuff, Jake and Rebecca essentially talked me into reading every single X-Men comic again. Uh, and so the bulk of my week has just been me catching up on X-Books. Um, I have like fallen off a bunch of X-Books, but um, not, not because I want to, but because I'm too tired. 
but they're mm. very good. Across the yeah. board, I think, there's a pretty high standard in the Xbox. Yeah, so um, I, uh, I want to talk about, obviously you do too, the big uh, X-Men kind of event, not really event, mostly like a w- weekly series that ties in all of the Xbox. Uh, Everyone like, gets a sword. It's like 11 parts, I think. It's called Ten, sword, Ten of Swords. Yes. And uh, the first issue of that came out this week. It was written by Jonathan Hickman and Teeny Howard with art by one of my favorite names. Pepe Larraz, the Pepster. Uh, and look, this this makes me remember a good time when Pepe Larraz was the artist on the weekly Avengers books, the names of which completely escaped me, but they were a good time. And, that was a good time. Uh, this seems to be an even better time because, yeah, X of Swords came out. And I guess like having Hickman write the first, you know, co-write this with, with another great writer, Tinney Howard, it doesn't yeah. feel like this is just some like, crass money grab it feels like oh no all the it's been building towards this this is just another great story that that he wanted to tell and now others are going to help him tell it um and it's full of all the classic hickman stuff that you want some like vaguely egyptian gods some family problems (laughs) you you, you have not not a single recognizable x-men character show up front for about half the issue that's what i want uh, just like um, weird, weird people throughout space and time showing up to, to punch the characters in the head or have a long discussion with them. You choose. Yeah. Uh, That's what you want. That, you want- is, that is basically all superhero comics. Someone has come from a long way away to either punch you in the head or have a long chat. And it will be darkly funny sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to describe mm-hmm. the rough plot of X of Swords? No. It's Some also it's not swords. Co- Actually, I don't think it's pronounced X of Swords either. I think it's Ten of Swords. Oh, really? Yeah, because, wow. you know, Roman numerals and all. Uh, and ten of Swords. Tarot. Stop, stop, stop emailing us saying, actually, it's Ten of Swords because I've realized that. So now you can go back and patch in me saying Ten every time I've said X. Even when I, just I said email X-Men. me because I'm just going to keep saying X of Swords. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start calling X-Men Ten Men now. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's what they what are. You, it's ten men. Ten that's men. That's the rules. Ten, ten factor, ten force. That's good. Ten stinction. Uh, what happened in, in Ten of Swords, Siobhan Coons? I went, on, I went on the Marvel website to try and find a description, and it just says, Chapter one, a tower, a mission, a gathering of armies. So there you go. That's what happened. Um, what so actually about, did happen, like, for crying out loud? Well, it's about kind of Apocalypse's family. Uh, he's yeah. been... That was genuinely a surprise when he was like, they're my children. That was a good surprise. Yeah. I thought that was good. Well, I mean, you'd be like that. Yeah, of you course I would. I haven't seen your children for millennia. and then you're, Oh, my goodness. You meet them. But imagine how well-rested I'd be. <laughs> um, so this kind of builds back on uh, something that was brought up in uh, the original uh, Hickman. What are those six issues called? Powers of X and Hox the Pox. other thing of X. Yep. Um, House of X. Um, so Krakoa, which all the X-Men live on now, was originally another word that starts with O, a rocker and then or something. A racco? Isn't that yeah, like so the other it split side? Into t- it split into two because it was hit with one of the ten swords and, um, ah. and it became Krakoa and a racco. And so Apocalypse, he remembers when it was just one. And so he wants to return to that because he's... He's, he's been split away from his family. Um, and so he's opened a gate from Kokoa to Morocco. He's in Morocco. 
Um, he's, he's eating tagines. Lovely. Um, and uh, yeah, there's um, there's there's crazy shit happening over in Morocco. Uh, and he's like, I don't care what the rest of you X Men say. I want to go there. And Krakoa, the 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 weird planet thing that they all live on now, he's all for it too. He wants to be reunited with his old buddy Morocco. Yeah, and they're like, you need to shut down this gate. And Krakoa's like, nah, leave nah, the gate. But, I like but the in gate. Fun cryptic sing- symbols. Um, yeah. This is a book that I can't wait for my son to read because uh, he is an, a, just a crazy person who can memorize codes now. Um, oh, no way. Yeah. L- last so night, cool. I heard when I was driving for about 40 minutes, I just heard him murmuring numbers behind me and tapping his fingers. And I was like, Archie, what are you doing? And he said, oh, your friend John taught me how to count in binary. <laughs> so I said, oh, I, and I was like, what, what number are you up to? And he said, 3,000. <laughs> God, Archie's so smart. You got to give him that um, squirrel girl. He'd be about yes, the binary good age one, yeah, for squirrel definitely. girl, right? Yeah, I think so, definitely for sure. Especially because uh, I think he'll love a superhero comic that doesn't solve um, problems with with punching. Instead, yeah. it's like we've got to work together and use maths. <laughs> yeah, and the power of friendship and talking things out. Lovely, but mostly maths. My kids also um, Shatterstar's been really into uh, you know. All year comics, those guys. Oh yeah, I mean, oh so yeah. So they do all these like um, kids ones that are like uh, super power, but it's like DC superheroes basically. They have like a bunch of different ones, so it's like the Superman family adventures and Was stuff it like that. Art Balthazar is that his name? And, and Franco? Franco, yeah, yeah. So um, they started out with um, Tiny Titans, and yep. um, I have a, I have a run they did called uh, Itty Bitty Hellboy. Yep, exactly. Um, they're still doing DC um, so kid- stuff, though, yeah. He loves Tiny Titans, but he also loves, like, Superman family adventures and stuff like that. And they have, um, like, Kryptonian code all throughout it. And they're really clever and they're really sweet and there's not that much violence. So maybe Archie would get into those as well. Yeah, I just think he's a bit too old for them. Hickman loves inventing his own language, um, which is essentially, it's still English, but he just likes making weird symbols to represent letters in the English language. Um, And putting them in almost all of his comics. And I just know that, like, Archie would have memorized that alphabet by the end of Hoxpox. And so now yeah. whenever they... Now whenever, like... Because I see it, and I just go, oh, I assume he's just, like, being rude. Some, some bullshit, yeah. Some bullshit. <laughs> he's, talking, he's talking about the way things were. Um, yeah. But he, he would know, like... He'd be like, oh... He just called Cyclops a prick, Dad. <laughs> um, I like this version of uh, Cyclops so much. The Hickman version of Cyclops. Yeah, like, it works weirdly... so much better. Quiet and confident. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just loves his wife, loves his children, <laughs> loves likes cable. to stand, when loves cable. cable. Y- young, young Cable rocks up and he's like, Mom, Dad. It's just like it feels... <laughs> I, I just forget that that's who that is. Like he's, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Just, that's their kid. Um, it's good fun. Good family, pr- that, good family that, adventures. He once was an old man, but now he's somebody's child. Um, so, yeah, anyway, they, the uh, um, Apocalypse leads a team... Because I was always wondering, like, you know, obviously Hickman is going to plan something crazy, having Apocalypse be such a big part of the X team now. And um, that said, I'm also looking forward to when he, we get a big Mr. Sinister arc. Like, obviously, yes, Hickman please. doing something fun with that is going to be awesome. But yeah, I mean, Apocalypse essentially being reunited with his long lost children and them being like fucking evil as shit now. And like, yeah. you know, they see him as a as, as weak. Um, that's that's this is going to be fun. So yeah, I think X of Swords is going to be like part like contest, like basically like the X Men have to send 
the strongest Krakoans uh, to come and fight uh, Apocalypse's children, basically, um, in this weird realm. Uh, and so it's, then, again, it's kind of secret warsy, but not really. Yeah, Some um, and then there's like taking place. There's a bunch of swords, ten of them in total. Uh, we see tarot cards uh, that include multiple X members uh, wielding them at one point. Apocalypse, Wolverine, I think magic. I don't know. Um, and then uh, you know, so you're thinking, oh, cool. You know, it's gonna be a big battle with swords. That'll be fun. And then one of the coolest things that happened in Empire is that Abigail Brand of Shore, of Sword shows up and crashes the wedding. And she socks oh. Captain Marvel in the face. And she's nice. like, Alpha Flight is done, bitch. And um, I love Abigail Brand. Always yeah. have. Um, and uh, I was kind of like, oh, shit, what's this leading to? And then she shows up. Well, I mean, she doesn't show up in this. But X of Swords, the big reveal, like uh, Cyclops and, um, and his family of uh, Jean Grey and um, Young. Young, what's his name? Young Baby uh, Cable. Baby Cable, um, they go in, they go to find this like thing in some place, and they and cable, young baby Cable shoves his sword into the thing in some place, and then uh-huh. it turns on the sword base, which is yeah. where Abigail Brand works, but it's been abandoned and, and it's in a state of quarantine. It's it's it, everything's going on offline. I don't know what's going on, but I, I guess this is going to be X of like ten of swords and also. The swords is has full stops between all the letters because it's also there's so sword. many kinds of sword involved in this story. All the kinds of it, sword you can imagine, man. What if it's actually ten swords, like as in the group? So there's ten Abigail brands now. Ah, no, I think that's unlikely. <laughs> it's cool too because, like, even though Abigail Brand has kind of become like a greater Marvel cosmic character, she did. She wasn't originally introduced in Joss Whedon's Astonishing X-Men run. Uh, she dated she Beast for a beast. while. Yeah, yep. that's right. Did you say Stump? I did. I said Stump, but... Stump. Put an M in there, I reckon. Stump. Yeah, Stump. Stump. <laughs> Sounds like a German <laughs> word now. <laughs> um, I one time, like, I was like a kid in high school and working in a retail store on the weekends and someone was like talking about like going to a bar and meeting a girl and then the, my coworker goes... Did you stoinker? Awful. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, that that's your, like, disgusting stump A-OK. <laughs> stump is fine. Stoink. No. No, thank you. We used, to have a, we used to have a restaurant chain in Australia called The Black Stump. Reopen it and call it The Black Stump. Yeah, and it's just exclusively <laughs> for Tinder dates. Yeah, perfect. But everything's in the dark. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All the all the steaks are cooked to well done, and it's in the and you eat them in the dark. <laughs> I think that would very be romantic. Really well. Um. So yeah, that's that's our awful explanation of what happened in X of Swords. <laughs> yeah, you tell us what happened in that. For crying so what's out it called? Loud. Ten, Ten of Swords well, creation number one. Um, it's and, good though. Uh, I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. Hell yeah, man! It was so much Looking fun. Looking forward to more. Yeah. You're kind of like, okay, cool, it's going to be an X-Men event. And then like you're like, who are these people for 30 pages or whatever, however long it takes for Hickman to actually put some mutants in the story. But yeah. um, then then all these things are happening at once. Um, I think t- you can you can hear Teeny Howard's voice in a lot of the dialogue. Um, it's a fun, 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 fun team. I, I, mean, I love the idea of these 
Hickman-led mutant meetings that all the um, X-Riders and stuff are, are having right now. It's cool. It does look cute. And it looks like, like, I think that there's such a, um... Like, I just think that the X books are the only kind of doing it right superhero like i mean i think there's other good superhero books at the moment don't get me wrong but like the way that they're doing the shared universe just seems so much more in sync than anywhere else um i was talking to i was in at king's the other day and i talked to a customer who i hadn't seen for a while and i was like are you enjoying the x books because he's like a big x-men fan and he goes yes i love what hickman's done it's very bold (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, that's a great way of putting it. Because it is bold. It's just like taking all the things that we like about X-Men and kind of all the things we like about superhero comics and all the things that we take as granted anyway. Like, death doesn't mean anything. Now that's explicit. I'm just going to yeah. do, which version of the character do you like best? That's the version that it is now. Done. And it's, like, nice to have that kind of just be the way it is and we don't have to find all these stupid loopholes to bring people back from the dead. Yeah, and, and gold balls Good. is at the centre of it. And gold balls is at the centre of it. That's all I've ever wanted. The yeah, best the, the mutant only, of all the, time. The only good Marvel um, creator that a creation that um, Bendis created, Gold Balls. <laughs> Is he really a Bendis creation? I thought he was like a I'm Jason Aaron one. Pretty sure. No, I think he showed. Yeah, I think he first showed up in um, uh, Bendis's excruciating X Men run with the time displaced X Men. He was on excruciating. Yeah, <laughs> ten excruciating. Uh, <laughs> he was on. He was on the. Uh, because there was X Men and then oh, whatever the other one was, the one that Cyclops like splits from the team and then starts raising his own his own young mutants, and he mm. was one of Cyclops's young mutants. Mm. Um, so Ten of Swords continues next week in uh, X Factor. The week after that, we have fuck three issues coming out. So it's not even like a week. I, I was like, oh cool, it's like you know going to happen over eleven weeks. But yeah, we get. X Factor next week, then the week after that, it's continued. Chapter 3, 4, and 5 are Wolverine 6, X-Force 13, and Marauders 13. Then chapter 6, 7, 8 are Hellions 5, New Mutants 13, and Cable 5. And then 9, 10, 11 are Excalibur 13 and X-Men 13, which come out on October 21st. And then it finishes October 28th in Ten of Swords, Stasis number 1. I mean, that's kind of self-contained. Sure. It does, yeah. it's, it's very quick. It's done in a... It's, it's finished in a month. It's just one month. A one month long event. Great. That's good. Good. Yeah. Um, so at the moment of these series, I am um, I'm, I'm more caught up on X-Men and loving it. Uh, I, um, I've read all of Leah Williams's X-Factor. Have you been reading that? Eh, no. I, I sort of read the first issue and then I've kind of fallen off. The, the first issue was probably my least favorite. Um, and it did get slightly better. Man, I... I, I I want to love everything Leah Williams does because the things that I have loved of hers, I have like adored. Like the um, yeah, she did that magic. Like was it like a what yeah. if one shot? One a few the years one ago? issue that was great. That's like one the, of my um, favorite X Men issues ever. And I needed, she did she did she do the Emma Frost one shot at the, around the same time? Yeah. Yep. And they the were Red both... Sonya um, Deja Thoris crossover yes. she did was so brilliant. So they, good. they were both really great. But then all of her whenever she starts gets a main book, I'm like, ah, like it's I mean to her to her. Yeah. In her defense, it's never with characters that I actually like. <laughs> yeah. Because who's the X Factor team is insane. It's like. It's iBoy. <laughs> North Star, <laughs> Polaris, Dakin, Prodigy, Prestige, iBoy, Aurora, and Kyle. Who's Kyle? Who's Kyle? <laughs> that's, his, that's his mutant name? I don't, I don't remember. I've, I've, apparently, I've read all of these and I don't know who Kyle is. Um. 
Are you? Yeah, what, what are your What are your favorites? I think Excalibur's pretty good, and I like um, Marauders. So- I'm, I'm, I'm catching up. I'm halfway through catching up on Marauders at the moment. And yeah, really, really liking that. Um, I'm looking forward I mean, Kitty- to um, Excalibur. Yeah, Excal- I like Excalibur a lot. I think Kitty Pryor's uh, character is pretty like all over the shop these days, but she's kind of one of those blank characters that you can do whatever you like with a little bit. Yeah, so- definitely. But now she has um, fucking I- knuckle tattoos, man. She's cool now. Oh, man, I haven't gotten up to that part yet. No, so sorry. Um, I, I haven't read X-Force yet um, or Hellions or any of the solo books. So Wolverine and Cable. Should I read those? Maybe I will. Cable's good. I definitely will. Cable's good? Great. Who's writing it? Cable's good. I don't know. If you but like it Phil so Noto's much. Phil doing art. Name five of Cable's albums. Um, number one, I miss my dad. Number two, I miss <laughs> my child. Number three, the future sucks. Number four, my <laughs> muscles are big. <laughs> Number five, which pouch did I put that in? Perfect. Bam. That's all I know about um, Cable. Oh, it's Jerry Duggar. Jerry Duggan, who's writing uh, Marauders as well. There you go. Consistent. Jerry Duggan, Phil Noto. Oh, wow, that number one issue looks excellent. Yeah, cool. I'm definitely yeah. going to read Cable. No surprise to anybody listening. I'm an mm. idiot. Mm. Uh, so yeah, but Ten, Ten of Swords was great. Um, the, like, like you said, the, X, the X-Men pocket of, of, of Marvel Comics... It's it's really really good at the moment. It's really strong. Yeah. There's no there's no huge weak points. They can, I feel like they cancel all the miniseries that aren't aren't received very well. And there's only been they one sure or two do. Of those so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I'm 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 enjoying it. I'm I'm glad I'm reading it too. Um, so uh, that is it for our uh, X Men pocket, uh, an ongoing segment that will pop up all the time now that I'm reading every single X Men issue. Um, but you also uh, read a book that we talked about last week, but it's about featuring a character that you famously aren't interested in at all. I have nothing. I have no interest in this character at all, but the cover yes, was very keep nice. coming back. Yeah, all right, sure. <laughs> so you read Iron Man number one, uh, written by Christopher Cantwell with art by Cafu. Um, the main I reason, really loved that first issue. Yeah. The main reason I picked it up is because I like Christopher Cantwell so much. I think he writes really smart, interesting books. I really like his Doctor Doom series, which I thought was a miniseries, but is actually ongoing. Um, and that continues to be good at Marvel. Mm-hmm. Issue 7 of that came out last week, and that was good too. Um, but yeah, I thought I'd pick up issue 1 of Iron Man. I like Cafu. Although someone had a go at me on Instagram and said that uh, it's like it should be pronounced C-A-F-U because it's like his initials. But on the Marvel website, oh, cool. it says Cafu. So I'm just going to say Cafu. Cafu. Suck it. How did someone um, have a but- go at you on Twitter? Did you release an audio clip of you saying it? <laughs> no, on Instagram, I put up a reel because I'm very uh, contemporary. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> on the King's page, not on my own page, okay. for Christ's sakes. And it was just me flipping through it. And I just go, yeah, Iron Man by Christopher Cantwell and Cafu. He's back, baby. That's all I said. And someone was like, oh, it's actually pronounced someone- blah, 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 blah. Someone cancelled you. Yeah, I've been cancelled, guys. Thanks for having no, me. No um, more reels. Probably not. <laughs> knowing <laughs> me, um, I thought it was really good. I thought this was a great, like, a strong voice for um, for Tony. I like him sort of trying so hard to please people, and um, I like the kind of uh, like social media kind of bringing him down. Um, yes, I thought it was like a good use of that good use of like current technology um like, but i thought it was good like cool retro armor cool back to basics tony trying to not be such a 
a weapons manufacturer or whatever. Yeah, totally. Bit, bit introspective. Lo- I liked it. Lowering the stakes a little. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Hellcat's there. That's Hellcat's fun. there. That's great. So Christopher Cantwell's yep, now writing read it. Doctor Doom and Iron Man. What do you reckon? He kills Iron Man. Doctor Doom takes up the mantle of Iron Man. Sound good? And Iron Man get and he gets handsome. They fix his face. This is great. What does no. what does Doctor Doom's face look like in in Marvel Comics at the moment? I don't know. I think it's I think it's probably messed up again. Doom Face 2020. Yeah, see what comes up. See what comes up. It's going to be, um, oh man, if only I could remember his name. Who's the dude who played Dr. Doom in the original movies? Someone McMahon? What was his name? No one knows. No one knows. But he was in uh, Charmed. Fuck. <laughs> there's not really... He's wearing his mask in all the pictures. Oh, yeah, wow. pretty much. There's a, there's a Marvel Legends Dr. Doom action figure, and his face is, is super fucked up. That's fun. <laughs> I don't really know why anyone would want that on their shelf. Well, you can put the mask on, but if you take it off, fucked up face. Fucked also, up face. you definitely am, uh, live with someone who would love that on their shelf. I know. And I also used to have a, like, um, Darth Vader figure. With oh, a really? Fucked up face. Yeah. You could, like, spin his I, hair I had around. A, um... Oh, yeah, I had that too. From It was, for, like, it was yeah. a KFC toy. No, I didn't have that. <laughs> oh, okay. I had a KFC toy where it would, like, you, like, pushed a trigger it was like it was just a, just a sculpt of, of Darth Vader's face, and you pushed a trigger and pushed it a bunch of times, and his face would spin around, and then like it, it, the the helmet would pop open, and then his fucked up face would be inside. That's so mm, weird. KFC, <laughs> delicious chicken. Um, yeah. But yeah, I so, like yeah. I like Iron Man. Iron Man. I will continue to read. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Iron Man, good. X Men, good. Image Comics, what are your thoughts? Good. Let's find out. So, I have been, uh, I caught up on the first three issues of Firepower, um, which is written by Robert Robert Kirkman and Chris Samney. Um, it does, does the art, and Chris Samney is the best. So, uh, because of his involvement man. alone, I loved these issues. But yeah. um, I loved the prequel trade that they released uh, for this series. And 
I like Firepower, the series. So basically, this is a, it's essentially like Robert Kirkman telling uh, an Iron Fist kind of story, hmm. um, where you have a, a guy you know who goes who travels to the depths of the Chinese mountains. <laughs> wherever and learns kung fu uh, from an old man, uh, but then he's basically then it cuts into the future and he is now living in America. He has a wife and kids, um, and a, a, a dark spot in his in his history that he doesn't talk about. Um, I think his wife does know all about his past, so that's good. But yeah. I also I'm, I'm kind of over like uh oh, hope the superhero's family doesn't die kind of books. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. a little like. Yeah, it's it's a good version of one of those stories, but I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping that he that Robert Kirkman just goes fuck it. The kids have kung fu powers now too. Like, well, that's kind of what it seems like. He's like the thing. One of the things that I really like about it because when I read the prequel book, I was like, oh yeah, like this is beautiful, so I like it. But it's a bit of a paint by numbers, like fish out of water, sort of Amer- Asian American goes to Asia and has to like the Chinese know, blah, blah, mountains. Blah. <laughs> the Chinese mountains, as they are famously known, um, and learn Kung Fu. Um, but now that it's kind of, uh, you know, he's living this kind of idyllic white picket fence, Midwest American life with his like sexy cop wife and, you know, uh, children, children aren't sexy. His um, sexy cop children. Just regular <laughs> sexy cop children, um, his regular children. But I like that it's kind of bringing that world there like it's now like the ninjas are the fish out of water in midwest america and i like that his wife is involved in what's going on and he's trained her and now he's training the children i think that happened in issue three where he's like mm-hmm. i need to That's train right, you yeah. guys more and the kids are like oh dad we hate kung fu okay um but i, I, I think it's like it. they secretly love it i'm hoping it's going to be like a cool family family kung fu team adventure that's what I hope for this book. But, I mean, whatever yeah. happens, I'm on board. It's good fun. The characters are um, sort of well fleshed out. And Chris Samney's just the best. Like, I would I would, yeah. I would, would read anything Chris Samney does. He could put out, like, a yeah, book totally. of hate speech and I would still read it, probably. Probably not. Very bold of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very bold. <laughs> I don't agree with anything in here, but it looks wonderful. Ten out of ten. <laughs> it looks gorgeous. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I like it. I wish I liked it more, but I think I might mm. in turn come to like this more. Like it's by no means <laughs> bad. It's very, it's a very, very nice, comfortable read. And it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah. It's very comfortable. I, I agree with that. It's not It's a very well-drawn pair of track pants. It sure is, man. Um, so also from Image and also from Robert Kirkman, um, having read all of The Walking Dead, including the surprise finale that came out last year, um, I picked up um, a book that came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, called Negan Lives, um, written by It was Robert very Kirkman. funny how they did that. They were like, surprise, Walking Dead is finished. Surprise, Walking Dead yep. is back. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's Robert Kirkman and Charlie Adlard, the the Walking Dead team who, who did... I mean, obviously, Charlie Adlard didn't start on the book, but he did the bulk of the series uh, on art. And uh, Negan was like a cult favourite character um, and, and uh, the primary antagonist uh, for... 50 or so issues who then stuck around until the end of the series. <coughs> I believe he was only introduced in the TV series that I'll never, ever watch a second of in my life. Um, uh, I believe he was introduced maybe a year or two ago. But uh, so, yeah, Negan survives the finale of, uh, of Walking Dead. And this is a series that catches up with Negan. Um, and uh, he kind of is still 
So you know he had, he 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 was in love with like he he referred to his baseball bat by a, a woman's name, who uh, which we then learn is the name of his dead wife. Um, what a what a beautiful uh, so tribute to his beautiful wife. Yeah, that's right. He he beat the shit out of so many so many uh, humans and zombies uh, with his wife's namesake. Um, that's what she would have wanted. But yeah, so this basically catches up with Negan. He's still, like, talking to his dead wife um, all the time. Um, and, like, you know, visits visits where he buried, I guess, a baseball bat that's meant to um, represent her and maybe the baseball bat that also was destroyed. Um, uh, but so basically this, this sees uh, a bunch of people um, uh, take up, like, come after him just because it's a, still a shitty world, the Walking Dead world. People are still robbing people and killing them and uh, no no respect for human life. And uh, we see a girl try to seduce Negan. He's living alone. And um, then turns out um, she is with some other dudes who plan to rob Negan. And uh, after leading zombies to kill the dudes that are trying to, to kill him and rob him, um, Negan asks the girl who was trying to seduce her, him, Hey, do you want to like hang out with me and come on an adventure? Don't you want to see what happens next? And I guess he's going to go to the hospital where his wife died. That, what that's, a good that's adventure! adventure. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it was a strange issue. It was a strange issue, but yeah, like okay, sure, it's a, it's a it's a Negan book. It could have been way worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds fine. Sounds largely fine yeah. if you like that sort of thing. Um, I was just, I was on like a, like, Hey, Kirkman is in like a amazing Renaissance period, given that like, I didn't like a lot of his books for a few years, uh, but mm. I love Die, Die, Die. And, um, I've, I've, I've enjoyed Firepower and I thought the finale of The Walking Dead and Invincible were both pretty strong. Um, and this was, this was just fine. Yeah. Can't all be classics. Um, by no need. But, but, yes. Um, so you read The Return of a Series That We Have Loved. On the podcast many, many times. Um, yep. It's called Headlopper. It is written and drawn by Andrew McLean. And it comes out quarterly. Um, and this was the 13th issue at the start of the third miniseries in the Headlopper universe. Tell me about it. I honestly feel like this could be the strongest Headlopper. Like, I mean, I think I always feel like that in the first issue. And Headlopper is always... It is consistently excellent. But... Um, I enjoyed this issue so, so much. I think I'm going to pick it up in single, this story arc, because it is, like, beautiful to look at. Like, the colours are really exceptional. His art... I, I sort of think of Headlopper as being very consistent, but I was looking through the, the first story arc, and his art's actually much more sophisticated, and the way that he draws uh, Norgal and stuff is much, much more... Like, it's just changed a lot in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I, I reread the first Headlopper trade and I, I, I quite miss, I actually miss the simplicity of some of the character designs of that. I loved like, like Nurgle, Norgle, the, the main character. Like if he's in the distance, he's just like got like a line on his face, like, you know, to, to mm. represent his eyes. Like it's, I, I love, I love that kind of simplicity in the designs, but no, I, I'm with you. Like it is impressive how great the, uh, the character designs have gotten. And the colours by Geordie Belair do indeed pop. Yeah. Um, so I really think if you haven't read Headlopper before, this is a great place to start. Like, there are ongoing characters, but it's the start of a new story arc and you'll definitely be able to figure out what's going on. It's sort of like a fantasy, uh, action-adventure fantasy monster book. Um, 
and this is just the start of another quest. Start of another quest for Norgal and Agatha, the witch's head, and their new friend, the thief lady, as they quest for the fabled Mulgrid Stair. So I love that. I love sort of a team of misfits kind of trying to um, find something which is supposed to be mythical, not real. It's a good fantasy trope, and I like it. And this is um, exceptionally beautiful to look at, I think. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, this is uh, the exception to my mostly blanket hatred of of the fantasy genre. I love Headlopper. It's very, very good as far as fantasy goes. Um, There's a lot of blood. He has a big sword, possibly a little stolen by the X-Men. Well, um, that'd be great. Head level, Headlopper enters the X-Men universe. I'd trust Hickman with that. I would. Yeah. But I'd need Andrew McLean to draw it all. Yes, definitely. Um, actually, man, an X-Men book drawn by Andrew McLean would be so good. I would love for him to draw literally anything. Another person who anything they will do, anything they do, I will read. Did you read Apoc- Apoc- Apocalyptico? Is that what it's called? Apocalyptico? Yeah, I really like that. That's really fun. Obviously, he's come a long way since that's one of his earliest comics, but it's a lot of mm. fun, that book. Um, he did a few pages in some Thor issues or annuals as well that were quite good. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I like I like that he's pretty consistent with Headlopper. It's it's a yeah. phenomenal story and so good. I've got that on order at Kings. And in fact, if you want to read any of the books that we talk about on this podcast, you can find them all at Kings Comics, um, which you can uh, go online kingscomics.com or head to their beautiful store in Sydney. The address of which is two hundred and eighty three Clarence Street. I'll never right near remember. Town Hall Station. Perfect. Um, so what have we got next on this little old list? We've got some books that you read, Siobhan. We have A Map to the Sun by Sloan Leong. Yeah. Um, so, I think A Map to Connor the Sun. Connor reviewed this on one of Connor's episodes recently. Possibly, possibly, but I'm going to review it again. Um, so it's like a, um, it's by Sloane Leong, who, what else has she done? I should have looked this up before. Um, but she's like completely brilliant. Done a lot of comics for Image. Um, this is a kind of YA book in the kind of vein of like Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me in that like it's very um, like the colour palette's very important it doesn't necessarily go for a traditional colour palette it's very like emotive um, but it's not so much about romance which I really like it's kind of more mm-hmm. about friendship um, and it's about these girls who start a basketball team even though None of them are, spe- one, only one of them is especially good at basketball um, and the rest of them just kind of join and they have to fight against, you know, uh, resources being taken away from them for the boys team, the sort of apathy of their teammates, apathy of the school and people around them in general, where, like, you know, why are they even spending time doing it? Um, but it's just really, it's a really lovely book. It's very sort of quiet most of the time within these kind of big impactful exciting basketball games in the middle but the characters just felt incredibly real and fleshed out um so it's like proper teen friendships proper emotions and these girls have like the kinds of problems that kids really have like you know they live with one of them lives with her grandparents because her mum died one of them she has to work in her dad's store all weekend one of them is really insecure about her weight one, like you know there's there's all these real real problems um that sort of uh kids especially from like low socioeconomic backgrounds have um and just dealt with in a very sort of 
real, honest, not pitying way. Like they're, they're sort of feel like real people the whole way through. The only issue I had with it is that every now and again, there's a couple of characters who have quite similar appearances and it's a little bit tricky to know exactly who is who in the moment, but you know, you can figure it out contextually. Um, but I think it's like, I think it's beautiful. I think it's about a, a beautiful sort of story about female friendship, teen friendship, um, also basketball and surfing. And I really loved it. I thought it was beautiful. I love Sloan Leong. I so love Sloan, basketball. Sloan Leong's <laughs> previous comic that we uh, reviewed a lot of on the podcast was uh, out through Image. It was called Prism Stalker. Yeah, that's it. And you it was something cool to do book. with like crystals. It was cool. This is much more linear and easy to understand, but with quite similar themes, I would say. Yeah, cool. Fantastic. Um, the other book... We're about to enter a manga section, so we've got to get yes, all these please. Western comics out of the way. But you've got mm. one called Goblin Girl. Yeah, this was really cool. Um, this is one that the lovely Nate picked up from um, our local library. Um, and it is by a... It's a Fantagraphics book um, by a cartoonist who I believe she's like... Moa Ro- Romanova. Yeah, Moa Romanova. She's like... Uh, European. <laughs> She's from somewhere in Europe. Um, but so I'll read the... It's like a semi-memoir, I think. I think it's sort of based on her experiences. But it says, A dating match goes really wrong in this troubling, funny, graphic memoir. Things seem to be looking up when Moa, broke, depressed, and living in a squat above an old store, matches with a very famous celebrity on a popular hookup site. Not only does the 53-year-old man like her, he also immediately validates and motivates her in a way that not even her therapist does, even offering to help financially support her artistic ambitions. However, Moa soon discovers that there are strings attached. Um, It is totally brilliant. If you find this anywhere, it's a big, beautiful hardcover, gorgeous colours, really cool art style, um, very, very um, sort of graphic not like sexually or violent, but like the style is quite sort of um, poppy. Mm-hmm. If that uh, makes any sense. Um, but it's also like it's it's very relatable for a lot of young people. I assume I've never done like online dating or anything like that, or like Tinder. Um, but I imagine that that's what it's quite like. <laughs> um, and the kind of relationship between like the older mentor who says he doesn't want anything sort of romantic or sexual out of the relationship, but still puts these kinds of limitations or expectations on her. Um, I thought it was really, it's really sophisticated for her first ever graphic novel. It's fucking incredible. Like this is obviously someone to really keep an eye on if any future um, books of hers are translated into English. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, I really highly recommend it. If you like kind of slice of life, um, comics about like sort of real stuff. Um, I really, I really rate it. Goblin Girl by Moa Romanova. Excellent. Highly recommended. Um, yeah, I love the, the the fanographics books where it's like, oh, this person could either like design fonts for a living or yes, do a highly personal uh, story uh, in graphic novel format. Yeah, and this is the path they chose. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, I've sorted through, I, I, I've officially upgraded all of my cardboard short boxes to those uh, tough plastic ones. Oh, um, congratulations. They're really, really good. They're way heavier. Um, but mm. I also don't have to worry about like water getting into them from below, which is a constant yeah. fear of mine um, <laughs> as, a, as someone who keeps their comics on the floor. Um, right, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I found like my like fanographic singles collection 
that's like my old my all my oldest comics that I got when I was a teenager were all fanographics, which is hilarious and telling of me. I know. But, um, I like how like sophisticated your tastes were as a teen, and then you were like, no, 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 no. I'm going to read superhero comics and mahjong yep. manga. <laughs> <laughs> the hero's journey. Um, but yeah, I'm just amazed at like how many. Um, like these are, these are issues of comics that I would have read like a hundred times and then never read anything else by that same author again. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, just like one single issue. I have like so many like weird alternative comics, the bulk of which I bought from Kings. Like they used, used to have like a very small alternative section, and that was the mm. only section of Kings that I would go to when I came in. I would just avoid all the superheroes and everything. <laughs> I'd just be like, oh yeah, here we go. This tiny little section with with the weird, weird comics. These are my comics. I'm not a nerd. I like cool comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I like comics that are depressing and and yeah. and, and beautifully <laughs> a lot of dicks have, in them. <laughs> have very unique fonts. <laughs> mm, mm, that's what I want. Um, so let's get let's move into the manga zone. Um, yeah, I want to talk about a new a new series that started in uh, Shonen Jump that is tremendously stupid, and I think you would like it. Um, it's called High School Family Kokosei Kazoku. Mm. Um, and uh, it is by uh, Ryo Nakama, um, who has done a gag series. Basically, a, a, it's a it's a gag comic. Um, it's a it's a series about a um, a high school student who, on his first day of high school, uh, sees that his dad is wearing the same school uniform as him, and then learns that his dad has enrolled in the <laughs> same high school as him because he never went to high school, and it's a long time regret of his. And then he's like, going, "What, dad? You can't go to my." Um, go to my school and then his mom says don't be so rude to your father and then she's also wearing a school uniform <laughs> turns out she's enrolled in high school uh, as well so has his little sister and their cat great <laughs> so it's great very very silly gag manga about a boy who is um, like like mortified by his parents who are also uh trying to like have their first year at high school as well and uh it is it is really well drawn. Um, it is like just that perfect kind of silliness that like gets a chuckle out of me. My son Archie is six, fucking lost his mind at how funny the first issue was. Like oh, when the that's when so the cat cute. when the cat shows up in uh, in in the school uniform, he was like he like <laughs> was honestly weeping. Um, so like a great a great silly that's a manga. Great review. Yeah, totally. A great silly manga to introduce to a kid. Um, I, I, I'm sure the first volume of this is maybe six months away, maybe even longer for, for us English speakers. But uh, if you have the Shonen Jump app and you're looking for something to read in between new issues of One Piece um, and Chainsaw Man, uh, definitely check out High School Family, Kokosei Kozoku. It's four chap- four or five chapters in and... I've like dabbled with a lot of Shonen Jump like gag strips. I haven't really liked any of them besides the ones that um, Akira Toriyama wrote. Um, But I love this. I think it's really, really funny. Um, It's like kind of sweet and um, just like doesn't need to take up much space in your brain afterwards. It's just like this, (laughs) like, you know, it's the equivalent of like a, (laughs) of a peanut strip or something like that. Yeah. Cool. Um, Big recommended on this one. I think you, you in particular, Siobhan would love it. Yeah, I'll check it out when it comes out. Um, also, um, we are very close. I think quite soon the first uh, volume of Chainsaw Man um, uh, comes out. And I have heard a lot about that on the internet. God, it is good. Lately, I mean, you're, you're, it, it's, it starts out as like a fairly crass, very horny uh, shonen series about a, a kid with a devil 
um, a demon, sorry, inside him. A demon who he can like summon a chainsaw demon, so he, his body starts sprouting um, chainsaws. Good, good. And, um, <laughs> uh, but the most recent series, the most recent chapters have just gotten so bonkers. And um, yeah, so the first chapter comes out next month. And um, first volume, sorry, comes out next month. Um, if you want to buy it in physical, the, um, the the cover is phenomenal. But just know that as, as bizarre as the first um, five or so chapters are, it quickly becomes like one of my favorite shonen series currently being published. Um, like it's kind of, I think it may have, it's overtaken One Piece as the uh, every every Monday when the new chapters go up, Chainsaw Man is the first one that I read now. Whoa. Which is pretty, pretty bonkers, but that's how captivating and, and crazy it is. It's very, you have no idea what, what's going to happen next. Uh, so very Sounds looking forward so to you, weird. you catching up on it. Um, yeah, I want to check that one out. Catching up on it as slowly as possible. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's move over to two books by two um, mangaka that we love on the series. Um, we have the latest collection of spooky stories by Junji Ito, which is called Venus in the Blind Spot. And Did the, you read uh, it? I've read some of it, and uh, I also have... I've got both of them here, just to prove to you that I have this. His ah, Mujirushi, nice. which is The Sign of Dreams, which is the latest uh, book to be translated by um, the author of 20th Century Boys and um, Monster and Pluto, a lot of uh, manga that has been Siobhan's, like, you know, biggest series that she's championed on the podcast mm-hmm, that I finally mm-hmm. read this year and loved. Uh, yeah, uh, Naoki Urasawa is the name of the writer and artist. And yeah, Mujirushi. Which one do you want to talk about first? Um, let's talk about Junji Ito. <coughs> Hell yeah. Venus in the Blind Spot. Um, so this is another collection of his short stories. Um, so it's got some written by him, one that's even like a bit, um, uh, it's like kind of almost like an autobiographical one. Um, and then some adaptations of... Um, uh, stories by Rampo Edogawa. I thought it was Edogawa Rampo. Um, but one of a couple of his stories as well, yep. translated and um, adapted. And I loved this. I loved this collection. I thought it was like a really excellent collection. Really, I mean, spooky stories. Very spooky stories the whole way through. I really enjoyed the Edogawa Rampo ones. Um, so weird. Have you, have you read chair. the one about yeah, the, yeah, the, the human chair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm super, super And then weird. also some uh, just classic Junji Ito, like the, um, I'm, I'm so excited to read the Junji Ito story that has the, this is my hole. Yes. So this, this, this is most, for me. <laughs> the most famous Junji Ito story that I think people wouldn't even realize is by this guy because it became yeah. a meme. Uh, it's called the Enigma of Amagara Fault. And so this is finally the first time it's been like officially translated and released for Western audiences. Um, it is, it is opens with like, yeah, basically there's a, 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 a like a series of rock formations, um, that people are gathering up in, um, because in, in the rocks you, you, there is the body shape for like everyone's body, their perfect hole that you can, that only <laughs> your body can fit inside perfectly. Um, and, and people uh, become obsessed with the hole and they have to go in their hole because the hole was made for them. And then something terrible happens. Yeah, it has like a insane finale. Like you know, he he he's yeah. so good at at the final frame. Um, There's and, like a uh, specific like physical feeling I get reading Junji Ito books, and it's like a kind of uneasy sinking in the pit of my stomach. But I just I'm so obsessed. I love it so much. 
my son also kept like I mean like my 100% my bad for reading it around him but he kept I kept like <laughs> reading it and then noticing that he was like looking over my shoulder <laughs> I'd be like no slam yep. um, um, Tilly they're knows. so like unsettling when I when when all I did for two weeks was read Jinji Ito books, Tilly would come up to me like, "Are you reading another scary book, Dad?" Yeah, I'd be like, "Yes, I am." She's like, "Okay, I won't look at it, Dad. I'm just going to sit next to you and not look at it." <laughs> Does she actually want to be spooked? Like, is she that? She seems like a bit of a um, adventure kid. Like, she wants to kind of. Uh, yeah, but she's also like um, a bit more on the emotional spectrum. <laughs> So she's in, uh, tougher, but all, uh, but as soon as something does break her down, she's way more of a, like it's way, it's way harder to, to calm her down. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. made the right call by not looking. I reckon. Good. Well done, Tilly. <laughs> smart girl. Smart girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, I think if you're a Junji Ito fan, absolutely pick this up. If you're not like if you've never read any of his books, I think this is a great introduction to his work as well. Um, and it's so like. You know, it's just one volume, very accessible, just short stories. I love the short story format for his work. I think it's great. Yeah, have you have you ever read the other short story anthologies that he's done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read. I think I've read. I think I've read everything Smashed. that's been published in English. Smashed and shit. Have, no, have you read No Longer Human? No, that's the that's okay. the only that and um I've never read Uzumaki. Um, so oh I've got god, they like my yeah, yeah I they, know. Yeah, they're the, they're the ones, man. Um, um so I've definitely uh, no longer check human those ones out. I reviewed a, a, a last month with, with Connor and um, it's a very dark, like he, maybe his darkest book. It's not like yeah. there aren't many moments of like classic Junji Ito horror in it. It's way more sinister because it's not written. It's, it's, you know, it's him adapting one of the most famous yeah. uh, Japanese books of all time. But um, yeah, I, I arrived. I thought that was an incredible read. Just very, very grim. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I think I, I, I haven't like, picked it up because I knew he didn't write it, but um, I will. Oh no, it's as I'll good as everything else he's done, and he, ta- he took a lot a lot of liberties with the story and added a few things. And it, when you when you realize the story that he's telling, and it does become a little bit like you know, every new chapter is a new horror being introduced, um, oh. but there's different kinds of horrors to what you normally see. And it has one of my favorite scenes that he's ever done, where um, the main character is essentially like like falling towards hell and to stop himself from going to hell, he has to regurgitate all of his like fears or like indulgences. And they're each, it's, Oh, it's just, it's so gross. Good. Yeah. It's gross. Of course it's gross, but it's, it's wonderful. Amazing. Just an excellent scene. Uh, so over to our, would you say that these, are these like your two favorite mangaka, Junji Ito and, and Naoki Ur- Uruasawa? Cause you, they are definitely the, probably, the, probably. the writers who you, you tried to push me more than anyone else. I've I've probably read more um, Tezuka, Tezuka, Asama Tezuka, mm-hmm. um, and probably he and Urasawa would be my my two faves. But I find it very difficult to pass up a Junji Ito book these days. He'd definitely be be up there. And I don't read as much manga as you do these days, and I don't read as widely. But um, definitely any new Urasawa or Ito, I am definitely going to pick those up. Look, look! Once you peel the peel that bandaid off the uh, the 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 wealth of mahjong manga yeah. there is, you know, you can't stop. Um, I, also I really want to um, read that ping pong one. I really want to oh, read ping pong. Oh fuck yeah! But the ones are so stinking expensive for crying out loud. Yeah, they're good. They're they're worth it though. Like that's a beautiful yeah. collection. Yeah. Um, I, I also picked up. up um the so now the, the, I've got every book that Junji Ito has um 
had published in uh, in in the West now. Um, and the final one that I was missing that I picked up the same day I got Venus in the Blind Spot was uh, his Cat Diary, the Yon and Moo. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've got to read Is that it cute? as well. Uh-huh. It's like I, I, I've, I've flicked through it. Yeah, it's like funny and it's basically it's it's a it's autobiographical kind of like gag format where it's just stories about him and his cats. But there are some Lovely. like moments of like imagined horror within it. So it's still very Junji Ito. Good fun. Um, Mujirushi, The Sign of Dreams, a um, very like short um, Urasawa book given the breadth mm-hmm. of uh, his most famous works. Um, all I know of this is the little girl on the cover. And is it set oh, so in, in, at the Louvre? Uh-huh. In yeah, some, so uh, like, some of it. Some of it. So, yeah, I, I think it was this was in part funded or in collaboration with the Louvre in Paris. And they're... There are a number of mangaka who have mm. who have done similar things. Like I know the guy who did JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has done a Louvre book as well. Cool. Um, so it's about it's about um, this little girl and her dad, and her dad's just like kind of a loser. He keeps trying to make it big. He keeps trying to you know do that one thing that will be like the big score for him, and he'll finally um, make all this money. And he just keeps losing out. Like he he. Someone tells him to go into production making masks of this new presidential candidate who hilariously is like this kind of uh, Donald Trump looking woman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then she kind of uh, and she's really like outrageous and keeps saying really outrageous things. And so um, she's like this big character. And so he starts producing all these like masks of her. um, But then she becomes really normal and no one wants to buy a mask of her anymore or something. And so he loses out all this money on that. And so he's really desperate. And then he starts following these like funny signs that he keeps seeing in the street. And he ends up meeting this cat, this sort of crazy um, character. He's like this man, this really flamboyant uh, Japanese man who's obsessed with uh, France and everything French. And he thinks that the Louvre is amazing and all this kind of stuff. And he's got these big, um, sticky out teeth and you think he might be a uh art dealer like he does um what's it called where you sort of fabricate famous paintings whatever oh okay yeah sure he paints like um yeah counterfeits Um, and so he comes up yeah exactly he counterfeits paintings um so he comes up with this plan using this man and his daughter to steal a painting from the Louvre um and it's kind of there's a whole other bunch of stuff tied in with that and the reasons that he wants to do it are really interesting and weird and it's not just about money and stuff but it's it's a it is um it's nowhere it is nowhere near my favorite urasawa book but it's still really brilliant and it's still got some great um really funny characters really a good relationship between the father and the daughter the little girl's really brilliant it's a I, i thought it was really great i loved it there's something to do with like the the character who has the sticky outy teeth, the kind of mastermind behind the whole thing. I think he's based on an established character from something else. So oh, I think okay, that sure. there were kind of levels that I wasn't necessarily understanding. Like I think that there was some context that was maybe missing from my understanding, but um, still, it's super enjoyable. Super enjoyable. I highly recommend it. Yeah, unreal, cool. Yeah, again, this is another one on my pile. I'm like almost finished, monster. So oh, cool. Um, I want That's to, a spooky I read. Yeah, it's it's so good. I I, 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 it was, I went through a lull with it, and now I'm like absolutely adoring it again. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a phenomenal series by Urosawa. But uh, Mujirushi. I want to reread uh, it, is... but it's too scary. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle to read it, like unless someone's sitting next to me 
You know? Really? Because I don't find it that scary. You don't find it scary? Uh, I find it really scary, especially towards just, the end, because it's just like spooky, kind of uh, unsettling stuff. I don't, for me, it's like, oh, wow, he's introducing us to a bunch of new characters. Oh, no, he's going to kill all these new characters. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to die. Um, so uh, you have one more book to get through here. What was it? Um, no, that's it. Wow, shit. That was oh, that's books. it. We did it. We did it. One hour. We did it, you guys. Of beautiful, wow. serious issues. Um, Siobhan, thank you for yeah. uh, for reading comics and talking them, uh, talking ah. with them about me. With, wait, to me. Thank you. Talking about comics with, with you. Me. I hope <laughs> not to you. Um, <laughs> if you want to come and talk about comics with somebody else, including us, uh, you can do so over at the Serious Issues Facebook group, which can be found at facebook.com slash groups slash Serious Issues Podcast. Uh, we do have a Patreon, which if you are, uh, are able to, uh, kick a few bucks our way. It has been very encouraging to see a few sign-ups recently. My phone's talking to me. He wants to be a guest. Um, uh, yeah, it's been really lovely seeing a few people sign up in the last few weeks. Um, I've been trying to do at least two, sometimes even three episodes a month, um, given all that's going on. It's, it's been trying, but it's fun. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's fun to, to read comics and talk about them. Um, Absolutely. And uh, thanks so, to everyone yeah. for like... Uh, you know, doing little fill-ins and stuff. Because I yeah, have yeah. no time. Yeah, so I think uh, it, it, we we're going to hopefully get like one episode of me and Siobhan and then one episode with me and somebody else. So uh, Lovely. look forward to uh, two episodes a month minimum. And I, I watch me Sounds completely good. forget about that. And, uh, maybe, actually, <laughs> we'll do our best, I mean, guys. I'm now reading... I'm reading all the X-Men comics again, so who knows? Maybe I'll just do, like, lock myself in a room and do solo episodes again. <laughs> Woo. They were fun and not at all scarring um, <laughs> for, for the recorder or the listener. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for listening. If you want to find Siobhan online um, and, and see her reels, um, go to uh, yeah. at SiobhanCBG <laughs> on Instagram I'm and really Twitter. Out. I'm uh, at LevDog, L-E-V-D-O-W-G. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you so much to King's Comics for supplying all the comics for today. Kingscomics.com if you want to uh, buy any of the, the series that we talked about today. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Adios. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.